Welcome to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. I'm really excited to share everything about Winchester, Virginia with you and beyond. If you want to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market, come to Iconic Talk. You are in the right place. If you want local knowledge, this is where it's at. Well, happy belated 4th of July. It's uh, the the week of, I feel like, holiday season is here and uh, plenty of people are off. And I want to just harken back to several different things. First of all, thank you so much for um, all the participation that we had in last week's episode, episode 100. You all really made it a special one for us. Um, it's super fun to hear all the different comments, feedback, and answer your questions. So thank you for that participation. Um, and even beyond that, uh, just leading up to that show, it was just neat to engage with all of you guys in the, the days leading up to it to, to hear um, what the excitement and anticipation was going to be for that. Well, we also um, – I'm, I'm by myself today, first of all, so we'll get – that's the second point to, to make. Uh, and we mentioned in last week's episode all the many um, exciting episodes that we've had over the years and over those first 100 shows, it made me realize that there are some really good information and knowledge out there. And as we uh, you know, talk about how Icon Real Estate and, and being an experienced agent, innovative, personal, dedicated, available, all of that is important in a realtor. Part of that is partnering with people who have the same goals, the same uh, service, the same level of expertise. And there was an episode uh, over, over a year and a half ago that we did um, with one of my business partners, um, McCarthy and Akers. Uh, so it was Doug McCarthy and Matthew Akers that I felt was an amazing conversation to really spell out the details of what goes on behind the scenes in closing, to also stress the importance of having legal representation when you do go through a closing a transaction. A couple weeks ago, we had Zach Hoops on where he was talking about a title company, which also does similar things. And uh, thankfully for Zach, he also appreciates the value of having legal representation um, and has a, a lawyer, an in-house lawyer where he operates. But going straight to the source of hearing what lawyers can do for you, I felt was extremely valuable walking through um, the entire process from start to finish. Doug and Matt um, hit a home run. So this is uh, a re-air of something that maybe you didn't get a chance to listen to a year and a half ago as our audience has grown. And uh, you might not have circled back to see and hear all the different things that we've done over the first 100 episodes. So this is episode 19, um, a recap with this interview. I went on, um, on site to their offices, and you're going to hear some really cool stuff from Doug McCarthy and Matt Akers. So here's my conversation with them from a little while ago. So here I am in the offices of McCarthy and Akers with Doug McCarthy and Matt Akers. How are you guys? Doing great, Mark. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Mark. Good to see you. Absolutely. And my sidekick, Nikki, is unfortunately not able to be here, so we will have to talk a little bit about her, but that's okay. (laughs) You know, so I'm excited to have you guys on the, the show only because you guys are lawyers, and so sometimes lawyers scare people. And I want to break that myth a little bit. So before we get into the legal side of things, um, let's get to know you. Uh, Just uh, kind of who you guys are 
And we are in the building of McCarthy and Acres right now. I'm excited to say that. So thanks for having me here and hosting it here. Tell us about where are we? What's this location? And give a little bit of history of this building that we're in because it's really cool. Every time people walk in here, they're like wowed by the building. It's an amazing building. Yeah. So we're in downtown Winchester. We're in the historic district. We're on the corner of Boscowan and Stewart Street. Mm-hmm. The building is on the location of the original Winchester Medical College, one of the first medical colleges in North America. Really? Uh, the college was founded by the McGuire family. Um, Hunter McGuire, the second generation of the family that was running the school, was Stonewall Jackson's personal surgeon. He, he's the one who amputated Stonewall Jackson's arm prior to his death. So, no way. So there's a lot of history here. Um, we're also sitting on top of a cemetery by virtue of the fact that it was a medical college. Okay, so medical college also probably means there's plenty of deaths that occurred here. Well, no. No. Um, they, they didn't do a lot of actual operation. They were learning. They weren't okay. actually practicing yet. Yeah. But um, back in the 1800s, 1700s, it was illegal to do um, autopsies or uh, dissections on human bodies. Okay. But there just happens to be a really great cemetery about five blocks up the street. Yeah. So after a fresh burial, they would go up with a couple whiskey barrels in the middle of the night, exhume the bodies, uh-huh. bring them back to the oh. school, and the rest is history. Wow. And rather than take those bodies back to the cemetery, they ended up in the basement. So wow. we are sitting on top of a cemetery by virtue of the fact that I'm were- so glad that at least over time government can like you know have rules to control stuff sure, like yeah. that yeah. you know yeah. this will be the the site of the next Ghostbuster movie probably <laughs> yeah. well no because it's funny because our Icon office our Icon real estate office as well which thankfully you know there's other people who have owned it in years past and renovated it, it used to be a furniture store right and furniture also meant coffins and so I was told early on that there are many ghosts in our building downtown and so have you guys had that question to you guys we get asked the question all the time but i've been here at all hours of night never heard a bump in the night so <laughs> we're either really keeping them happy uh-huh. or they're not here i'm okay. not sure which yeah good i don't believe in ghosts but that's okay yeah, yeah so <laughs> all, all is good there well give us a little bit of history about you guys because the the name of the business mccarthy and acres plc involves both y'all's names so give us a history of how you guys came together and your background of being lawyers and, and starting up the company. Yeah, so the firm started originally in 2005. We bought the building, started here. It was uh, J. Douglas McCarthy & Associates. And the idea was I'd been working with another real estate attorney for s- several years, mm-hmm. and we did a lot of real estate and some estate planning. Mm-hmm. Um, we noticed early on when I was with that practice that the practice of law isn't always conducive to good uh, customer service or mm. good customer relations. Like you said, you're excited to come see attorneys today. Yes. You're like one of the only people who's ever said okay. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not sure you're very sane. <laughs> no, no. So, but the bottom line is we realized attorneys do a really good job with the legal side of real estate. But the title companies were doing a much better job with the sort of customer service, the mm. human side of dealing with the real estate transactions. So we came up with the idea of, you know, why can't we combine the best of both of those? Mm. So we sort of set, set out to sort of break the mold on attorney real estate settlement companies. So that was the intention is to set up a firm specifically for that purpose. So for the first seven years or so, that was really the focus. Um, and it was basically me and several um, processors doing real estate closings here. Mm-hmm. And that's when we met, was back yep. in those days. Sure. Matt, I was fortunate enough to meet Matt in 2011. He had been in the world of big corporate stuff, litigation, um, was looking for a new practice area and reached out to me through church. And, you know, we really headed off. And within two years, he was a partner here. And it was, it's just been awesome ever since. Neat. Yeah. I love the idea that you're saying that you in, were intentional 
to start a service-minded legal office that helps with real estate transactions. Because I agree. I mean, the reason why I think I've partnered with you guys is because you're lawyers. Right. (laughs) There's a a benefit there. Oh, yeah. Um, Explain kind of where you guys stand now, because you guys do more than just real estate transactions. So how have you grown over the years? We've realized that, you know, in order to provide the services that, you know, start with maybe real estate transactions, is that we need to be able to provide all those organically flowing services. uh, offerings. Mm-hmm. So we realize that people need their estate plans. They make need other assistance with their, with law regarding litigation. And so we've kind of that's what I brought to the table. Uh, my hmm. more you know, more general experience, uh, able to bring that to really fill out that full customer experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like Matt said, you know, it was very organic. We never really set out to say let's add a practice area. Yeah, it was always you know there was a need, there was a desire for you know someone would say hey you know. We, we need our estate plan done, or hey, you know, I have a contract issue. I just closed on a house and something's not going right. Can you guys help us out? So it's always been, we've been led into that next sort of area. Neat. And it's not just in our practice areas, it's our locations. You know, we have seven offices across Northern Virginia now, and it's always been some agent like you coming to us and saying, hey, you know, I'm out in, you know, uh, Manassas or I'm in right. Warrington. Could you guys come set up an office? So we just sort of organically go. Where it, where it takes us. Wow. Yeah. So you, you've grown to seven offices. So starting here right. in Winchester. That's right. And then recognizing, okay, there's actually people buying and selling houses in Shenandoah County, yeah, in Warren County, and you name it. It just keeps growing. That's right. So what do those offices provide as you have multiple offices around? It's the same. So whether you're in an office here, Manassas, you know, Woodstock, you're going to get the same offering. So you'll have the same. You can do real estate closings, estate mm-hmm. planning, litigation. The offerings are all the same. Hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. And and I like the idea of how it's organic. Yeah. That you're not setting out to say, okay, we're going to be this huge monopoly out there. It's just kind of slowly grown over the years yeah. to, you know, you have that idea and then business model. Let's start with real estate transactions and then it just blossoms. Yeah. And for us, it, it has to be that way. You know, we both have huge families. You know, I've got 12 kids. Matt's got nine kids. Okay. You know. So I was going to ask about that. Yeah. You mentioned how you guys <laughs> met at church. Yeah. And, and so... Um, there's some sort of connection there. Yeah. So you guys knew each other before you no, partnered? No, no, no. It's funny. It's funny. You know, Matt actually called and I and left me a message to see if I would be interested in talking to him. I hadn't gotten around to talking to him yet, but I have a wife who befriends everybody, uh-huh. <laughs> and she went to she went to church and she realized who Matt's wife was. Walked up to her introduced herself, and they put together the lunch for us to, <laughs> to yeah. meet each other. Well, that's a big lunch. So you yeah. said twelve kids. Yeah. And nine, nine for kids, Matt. Yeah. Okay. So. What are the ages? I mean, I don't, I'm not going to grill you, but just give us the, the range of youngest yeah, to oldest. The McCarthy family, oldest is 19, youngest is seven. So okay. every, it's like a subscription. Every 17 months, another one shows up. Wow. <laughs> wow. Matt, how about you? And no return policy yeah. either. Yeah, no return. You <laughs> need legal offices for just that alone. That's right. So my oldest will be 17 next month. Okay. And then youngest is two years. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we'll keep feeding you business so you can feed we appreciate the, that. the people on no the, one will the table. <laughs> well, we figure that's why you like doing business with us, because you know we'll be here forever. <laughs> you have yeah, to. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive into some of the overall kind of questions that basic people pop, you know, pop at least to me to ask about real estate, because it's a lot of behind the scenes work. Um, when you go, say, buy a house. You, you know that you have to put an offer on a house. You know that then you need to get under contract. And then two months maybe or less later, you know, you need a loan. And so you work on that, but you get to closing, and all of a sudden all this paperwork shows up. 
What goes on behind the scenes? What does a typical buyer need to think through and what do you guys do for them in that transaction process? Sure. I, I would analogize our office is kind of like the ringleader at the circus. Mm-hmm. Um, you have all these different acts happening. You have your lender, you have your realtor, you have you know the buyer and the seller, but our job is to bring all of them together and kind of conduct all of those things and keep them on track. So from day one, when we get the contract, we're gonna be immediately ordering a, a title search on the property, okay. making sure that you know, you're gonna get good title to the house you're buying. You're not gonna have any issues after you, you buy your house. Um, we're going to be working with all the different parties, you know, ordering a payoff on a mortgage if there's a mortgage on the property. We'll be working with the lender to make sure the lender has all the documents that they need in order to process a loan for a buyer. We're going to be working with the agents to make sure that, you know, things like walkthroughs and inspections, those types of things are going off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the termite inspection was ordered. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those types of things are happening in a timely manner. And then hopefully getting it all put together a week or so ahead of time so that everyone has a chance to review the transaction and make sure it looks like what they expected. Mm-hmm. Um, our job is to get the, the clients to the table and say, you know, at this point, you've done your job, we've done our job, and we're ready to go. You know, that's, yeah. that's our job. Yeah, yeah. Keep all the balls in the And air that's basically. important. Yeah. And I view as a real estate agent myself as the ringleader also, but it's so nice to entrust that entire process after we get a contract to a team of people who can handle those things. The first thing you said is probably the most confusing to people, title search. Right. Explain, and we're downtown, and I can hear some fire trucks right. happening. Yeah, every which day. Which is great, yeah. every day. Um, so title search, what yeah. does that mean? What does that do? What does a buyer need to care about sure. for a title search? Well, of course, the most important part of the search is we want to make sure the seller actually owns the property that they're selling to the mm-hmm. buyer. So mm-hmm. we're going to go to the courthouse. We'll search the records to make sure that all the deeds are in order, that there's a chain from one owner of the property to the next and to the next so that there's no br- breaks in that chain. We're also looking for sort of anomalies, like are there liens that were filed against someone that would have to be paid off before the house could be sold? How many mortgages are on the property? Are there any easements that affect the property? You know, does you know the next door neighbor have the right to walk through the backyard without letting you know? <laughs> right. You, you don't want to wake up one morning in your pajamas and find someone in your backyard. No. So those no. types of things. Uh, and, and not everyone's going to be thinking about those things. No, most people yeah. aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Until it happens, um, we want to make sure the house isn't encroaching on the neighbor's property. We want to make sure that the boundary lines are where you think the boundary lines are. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole lot that goes into that process. Most people just never think about it. It's just their house is where it is, mm-hmm. and it's their property. We make sure it really is that everything on the, the ground matches up with what's in the courthouse. Yeah, yeah, and I'll say a majority of my clients don't think about that stuff at all. And that's great because they don't need to. You know, that's, every yeah, we're every now and then yeah. there is somebody who really gets in the weeds of yeah. things. You know, have you guys had oh, sure. random people call you up and be like, hey, is there, you know, what are this, what's the setback to this property? Do you have a plat? Do you have a survey? You know, do you have specific clients actually call and make it's rare. random requests? It's, rare. it's typically the clients that would call and ask those requests are the people who really have done this multiple times mm. and know what goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the average first time home buyer or, you know, just the average home buyer. They just want to know that their fence is on the property line and that no one's going to be bothering them. They could, you know, enjoy their home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, of course, we get people that call and say, "Hey, can you tell me, 
you know, how many easements are on my property and where exactly are they? And, yeah. You know, so yeah, it's, we have a whole gamut. And just, know. just to, just to put it out there for the record that you don't charge them for those phone calls. That's correct. That's right. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's again, the, the fear and the scary thing of lawyers is that, you know, okay, I'm racking up a bill with a two minute no, phone call. No, yeah. no, like it's like I said at the very beginning, our model was how do we bring that customer service level to a law firm in a way that it's not ever been done before or mm. isn't done around here. Mm-hmm. You know, the typical law firm, they charge you an increment of you know one tenth of an hour so mm. if you call you're going to be paying for however much time you're on the phone we don't do that mm-hmm. so basically you know we deal what you know, your experience working with us you know you can call us anytime you mm-hmm. have a question about a contract you have a legal question we're going to give you an answer we're yeah. not going to nickel and dime you yeah it's the same thing with your clients if a buyer comes in they have questions they can call us they're not going to pay anything for those questions um you know we're happy to explain as much as we need to explain and yeah. go over whatever they need to. Well, I appreciate that because yeah. even before we started recording here, I was sharing how I feel like my real estate worlds are really merging together with multiple legal issues. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so it's just, and, and, and as a broker, as an owner of a company and, and dealing with real estate, I recognize my place. My yeah. place is I'm a real estate agent. A lender should say the same thing. A accountant should say the same thing. And we want all parties to be happy that they're being properly represented. So a lawyer, in my opinion, is is definitely a plus to have in your tool belt as a client, as somebody buying a house or selling a house. So walk us through, walk me through the difference of, you know, the title company component versus what you guys do. It sounds like you're doing really identical what the title company does, but now there's the clout of a lawyer involved. Yeah. Yeah. So originally only lawyers could do real estate closings in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then the bankers, they wanted to get into the title business and make lots of money. So they lobbied the state legislature to allow private uh, real estate settlement companies. So, you know, and in in about 30 years ago, title companies started cropping up. And it's basically non-lawyers doing the same thing that I was just explaining, doing your title searches, you know, preparing all the documents, being the ringleader. But they still have to reach out to lawyers to interpret those title searches. Mm-hmm. They still have to reach out to lawyers to prepare the deeds. Um, they can't answer your question. So Mark Francis mm-hmm. calls up and says, hey, I have a contract issue. The title agent that's not a lawyer says, well, call a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I can't answer those questions for you. The client gets to the table and says, well, you know, what are my rights here? I feel like maybe I'm being taken advantage of. The title agent has to say, well, call a lawyer. We can't yeah. answer those questions. Yeah. So the benefit is you have someone that, A, has the expertise all through the process to sort of keep an eye on things and make sure everything's the way it should be. Um, be looking out for those pitfalls ahead of time rather than waiting for the the closing date to identify that there's an issue right but also to be an advocate for the clients as they're going through the process and be able to answer those questions because most most clients even though they don't have questions during the process just about everyone has some question as they're sitting at the closing table yeah and an attorney we can answer those questions the title agents they can't it's super helpful and and so the uh, next big question and topic that I know people don't think about or don't think about until they see or hear about it is title insurance so walk us through, you know, after you're doing title search, then I know there's a lender's title insurance, and that's about as far as I know. Then there's other kinds of title insurances out there. What does that do to protect the end consumer, the buyer of the property? Right. So real quick history lesson. So before title insurance, if you had a title issue, so say someone didn't pay off their mortgage before they sold you your house, now you have a, a lien against your house. You would have to go sue that individual in court and hope that they had the money to pay you back for the, the mortgage that's on the house. 
or if there's a lien on your property and your house isn't you know worth what it was or an easement and your house wasn't worth what it was or what you expected you were kind of out of luck you could go sue somebody where you're gonna spend a lot of money hiring lawyers and going and sue them so the insurance company stepped and they said well what we'll do is we'll work with skilled attorneys to review all of these things before closing and based on the review of those attorneys we'll ensure this so that if a client has a problem whether it's the lender has an issue or a buyer has an issue we the insurance company will take care of it so you don't have to go sue anybody and pay pay a bunch of money to maybe mm-hmm. not get your money back mm-hmm. so the idea is if someone doesn't pay off their mortgage before you buy it, the title insurance company is going to cover that. They're going to pay it off. They're going to hire the attorneys to get it released. You don't have to worry about it. You're, you're basically buying that kind of peace of mind and protection that there's not going to be any issues. And, you know, maybe, I don't know what the statistics are, but 80% of the time you never have an issue. But that 20% of the time when there is an issue, they're usually big issues. You want to have it. Yeah. yeah. So if you get title insurance, um, maybe this is a factor of it's a myth do you have to have actual paperwork an actual document that says okay if you run into an issue here's my title insurance or is there some sort of trail that is documented without my paper in my (laughs) in my office in my house that i need to have so like every other insurance policy there is an actual physical policy so if you close in our office within 30 to 60 days in the mail, you receive your actual paper physical insurance policy. Mm-hmm. That being said, if you lose it, we still have copies of all the policies. We have, you know, we can track your policy number and call up the insurer, and we can get to the bottom of it. But it's a real policy. It's an actual. Because I've been told policy. that you need to hold on to it and don't let you it. Should. You should. Know, don't you let should. it go. You should because if you forget what your policy number was or you forget where you closed, and we have clients who they can't remember where they closed 15, 20 years ago, mm. so they don't know where to go to find the information. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you should hold on to it. If for no other reason, then you can get a discount on your next policy just huh. by virtue of having purchased the first policy. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. So you're using the same. I mean. Because you're not choosing the title company. I mean, me the me the buyer. You know, right? How does the choice of the title insurance company? You do come have about? the right to choose who you want to, but most settlement agents they have their preferred title insurance provider. Now, okay. the, the great news is all the, the the cost of title insurance is universal across the board. It's set by the state of Virginia, so you wouldn't pay any more using the preferred title insurance company that we use versus one that another company uses. It's all the same. So you get the same coverage, you get the same um, cost, the same price. The difference is some companies have better ratings, A plus versus B and C ratings. So you just want to make sure you're with a really reputable company. And as attorneys, we've always looked, you know, we want to have the very best. So we only work with the very best two title insurance companies in the country because we don't want our clients to ever have an issue mm-hmm. if they had to make a claim on a policy. Mm-hmm. What's changed over the years? So, Matt, I know that you know you came on board several years ago, but there's, I, at least for me, I've experienced technology. I've experienced other things mm-hmm. in the in this real estate world. Um, what what has happened, at least in, in your firm, to help grow the business to where you guys are today? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of a lot of new realtors right now. The market has been so positive. We've seen a lot of new players to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brings along a spectrum of different experience. Uh, so we've seen, you know, the the need to help newer realtors kind of get their 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 land legs. Uh, we've also seen, you know, more experienced ones, you know, who have seen a lot of the different ways that closings can go, um, help them kind of uh, see its way to past the finish line. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest concerns and one of the things we we spend a lot of time addressing is security. We okay. see a lot of fraud out there, a lot of wire fraud. Right. And uh, so we've had to, you know, invest in in the best technology available in order to uh, to preserve. Um, 
clients' assets uh, from potential uh, phishing and other fraud. Good. So what do you guys do on that standpoint? Like, how can clients who come to you guys be assured that, okay, there's not fraud happening here? these people who are reaching out to me yeah. are legitimate. Yeah, technology and training, right? So with the technology part, we use a, a program called uh, Qualia, mm-hmm. which is you know rated in the industry as, as probably the most secure uh, to communicate with, with our clients and with the realtors with the sensitive information, and then training our, our, our uh, processors and all the members of the staff to look out for those potential uh, pitfalls and warning signs to make sure that, um, that, that everything is legitimate. Mm-hmm. Nice, I, th- I think probably one of the other biggest questions that my clients have out there is as a buyer how does my loan my current existing loan get paid off what do i need to do do i do i keep making payments do i don't like how do i know that like exactly what you know it's all going to get settled up that it gets taken care of and that no bank is going to be pursuing me that i owe hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah well there's no simple answer to that it really depends on when you're closing um, if you're closing really close to the, the due date of your mortgage, sometimes it makes sense to go ahead and make that extra payment just mm-hmm. to make sure it gets in. But the bottom line is we typically know on the date of closing whether or not we need to make an, a little extra payment or your payment's going to be reduced because you made a payment. So once you've closed, don't worry about ever making another payment on that house again okay. once you've sold. But the bottom line is just communicate with the, with us, communicate with the company, and we'll guide you. If if we think you should make the payment, we'll tell you. Otherwise, we'll take care of it on our end. You don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. That's super nice. Yeah. I mean, there are, again, there's that small percentage of people who are very detail-oriented, sure, yeah. who are clients of ours, who want to know to the penny, okay, what's, right. what's going to look like? At closing, um, there's paperwork all kinds of paperwork <laughs> that's the biggest change you, know, you would ask so, matt what's the biggest change yeah is. there's more paperwork than ever okay so yeah. what's caused that paperwork uh, lawyers lawyers yeah of course <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah any i think the recession you know the great recession brought to the forefront a lot of issues and weaknesses within the finance industry hmm. so almost all of the paperwork is related to your loan if you're buying with cash as you know it's super fun it's super sure. simple because there's only three or four pages yeah. you sign and you're out yeah um, if you're getting a loan, there's a stack of paper that's going to take you 20 or 30 minutes to get through. Mm-hmm. And it's just because of all the regulations that go into place. So it, every year it just gets a thicker and thicker stack of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, Without viewing it, you know, it gives a ballpark visual, you know, mental picture of what the important closing statement looks like. You know, what on the buyer side and the seller side, what are the key things and stats and facts and numbers that people should look out for? Yeah. So you always want so every settlement statement that you receive is going to have sort of the debits and credits, so money in, money out. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of it is to show that everything balances at the end. So, you know, you want to look to see if you're the buyer, does it show the the down payment that I made on the contract? Am I going to get credit for that? It's called the earnest money deposit. Am I mm-hmm. going to get credit for my deposit? Um, it, on the seller side, is it showing my realtors being paid? Because the last thing I want to do is close and then get a call that says, hey, now the realtors have to get paid. I, if that I'm real estate away, person yeah. is going to be crying, right. like, send me my money, <laughs> right. and then you've got to cut a check yeah, for Or you're going to be really mad that we didn't take care of it because you didn't get paid, right? <laughs> right. So, you know, so those are the two big things. You want to make sure that the real estate taxes are prorated. If you're the seller, you don't want to be paying taxes for any more time than you've you mm-hmm. live there, and if you're the buyer, you don't want to be paying the seller's taxes hmm. prior to living there. So you mm-hmm. want to make sure the prorations are right. Um, if you're selling, you want to make sure that any mortgages you have on the property are shown on the settlement statement and being paid off, and that the numbers look relatively right now. Mm-hmm. They're almost never the exact number that you would expect because no one, when they look online at their um, statement, realizes there's interest accruing in the background that they're not aware of. So right. as long as it's in the ballpark, you're usually in good shape. 
Um, and then you just want to make sure that things like, you know, if you had a contractor come in and do some work, that they're being paid off, those types of things. Good. So explain just briefly, as we were wrapping up here, um, what other areas, I mean, you mentioned things that you guys do, but what's one component of your business that you're proud of that you've grown into beyond just the real estate transactions? I mean, you talk about family estate planning. Everything is still real estate related, right? But to what, a certain extent, yeah. What other components and areas have you guys grown into you say oh yeah call us call us for this estate planning is probably the biggest one you know um matt and i both do estate planning Uh, that was my area of expertise when i was in law school that's what i studied i studied taxation and estates and i realized that there's a lot of people especially sort of here in western virginia Mm -hmm. that they don't know all the advantages of having a really good estate plan they just sort of think like their mom and dad did or their grandparents did all i need is a will and a power Mm -hmm. of attorney but there's so much more you can do to maximize the value value of your estate uh, preserve your estate for your your beneficiaries your children your loved ones um, and make life a whole lot easier for both you and them you know when the inevitable time comes so Mm -hmm. that's probably one of the more enjoyable areas of our practice because we Mm -hmm. really do people walk out of here with a big smile on their face when they're done with yeah. their estate plan. It's yeah. just, it's, it's really rewarding to be able to help people and their families yeah. with their estate planning. What's the most enjoyable thing for you about being a lawyer, Matt? That's a good question. I mean, you know, kind of uh, following up on the, the area of expertise, yeah. it's, it's kind of unexpected uh, with my litigation real estate background, uh, but I've been doing a lot of adoption cases lately. Really? Mm-hmm. It's uh, at first came to it, I guess, you know, my own family, my, my brother adopted two beautiful, beautiful daughters uh-huh. and they be realizing what an integral part of life they became in our family. Uh, I, I kind of had this as a side, side, side hustle. Yeah. I realized like this is a, a very specialized area, but it's an area that is really needed and huh. to, to bring uh, families together to unite individuals in love, uh, has been really rewarding for me lately. That's neat. I, I mean, I know plenty of people who have adopted, but never been through that process myself. I got to imagine that it can be challenging to Absolutely. go through the adoption process. Yep, yeah. And it's, you know, one of the, the things we, we think about as a firm is, you know, we, we are very very family-centric. Yeah. And it flows naturally now looking in hindsight that, you know, that that, that would be a main, uh, one of the main focuses of our of huh. our practice, you know, helping unite families and build up well, uh, you families. you guys have families yourself, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. <laughs> I love it, yeah. Well, as we wrap up, we ask all of our guests five iconic questions all right so we'll put you guys on the spot you're in the hot seat very simple easy questions first thing that pops into your head okay first question what is one of your favorite restaurants in town crush wine bar say violinos crush and violinos awesome those are two new ones we haven't heard those before violinos has been around for a long time and they've lasted (laughs) covid (laughs) and their food is excellent that is excellent that is true absolutely second question um, what is something you love about your neighborhood? Well, my neighborhood is out in the middle of nowhere. So it's a lack of a neighborhood. <laughs> it's a lack of a neighborhood. It's the peace and quiet. So 12 yep. kids can run around screaming their heads off and no one complains. And not bother about That's it. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Matt, how about you? I, I have uh, a great neighborhood. I'm surrounded by a lot of friends, people I went to college with, studied under. Hmm. So I have a great neighborhood that way. Nice. Nice. Third question. And you can elaborate on if you want. Why is Winchester a great place to live? Oh man, that's a whole other podcast. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's what just a little elaboration. So, yeah. so first of all, I think the people who have been here for generations, there's there's a real sense of community here that you don't find in a lot of other places. And I meant to ask you, yeah. how long have you been here? So I'm the seventh generation yeah. to live in the same house. Wow. So my kids are the eighth generation. So our family, our house was built in 1796. So our family's been here for centuries. Wow. But 
Winchester's changed a lot. There's a lot of influx from outside the area, but it still maintains that sense of community that mm-hmm. you really don't find in other places. Um, so that I would say that's one of the major um, benefits. But just the beauty. I mean, this is such a beautiful town, whether you're downtown, whether you're out in the country, in the county. Um, it's just, it's incredible. And the, I'll, I'll keep going back to this building. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool. Oh, yeah. As far as like this old, almost Victorian, medical, yeah. medical yeah. center, you know, you wouldn't think that a building like this would be a hospital or a medical. Well, uh, well this was built on top of the, the medical center. So it was okay. burned down during the ah. Civil War. So oh, this was some, Civil War. Yeah, this was right. some fancy pants banker built this house on top of Got the, it. Yeah. Okay, that makes more <laughs> sense now. Okay, good. Matt, why does Winchester a place for you to live? Well, I agree with all this that Doug said. I'd add to that just the, all the amenities, the food scene, the music scene um, is great, you bar none. Yep. Third, uh, fourth question. Where do you meet or even spend time with new friends in Winchester? Like, so where's, the, well, where's the hangout I already spot? said Crush Wine Bar. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's one. Yeah. Yeah. I was on our back porch here at the office. We have an awesome porch where we can, you know, have an adult beverage and yep. hang out and people watch from the second story and <laughs> i agree that we have a yeah kegerator in the first floor <laughs> that is true yeah. I've seen, so, I know. Yeah. so uh, yeah that is probably one of my favorite spots in winchester invite yeah. people to the office yeah there you go all right last question what is one of winchester's hidden gems this is challenging for people that have been around you know for a long time because everything nothing's new to you right. so what do you think is hidden hmm. besides mccarthy and acres yeah <laughs> put you on the map <laughs> <That's right. laughs> The back porch, that, that's the hidden gem <laughs> right there. Gem. <laughs> that's a hard one. Anything standing out? I thought they were going to be easy questions. Mark. This is the toughest one. Last one is always the, is always the hardest one. And it's, again, I preface it because it's the hardest for people who have been around mm-hmm. for so long that you think everything is existing. So maybe like what's one of the newest things that you appreciate about Winchester? You know, the, the Museum of the Shenandoah Valley. Yeah. It was really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Growing up, we never had anything like that. Yep. And it's just, it's an incredible resource to have. Yeah. And there's really cool exhibits there. Mm-hmm. And every now and then it's free. Yeah. And you can pop in. And mm-hmm. you can always walk around the grounds and enjoy yourself. I mean, it's just an awesome place. Those paths. Yeah. 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 The, gar- the garden area is beautiful. Now The, the garden area. Yeah. That is very true. Like there, I mean, part of the free exhibit times you should go walk around those gardens Mm -hmm. that little asian area in the back that has koi ponds and bamboo and it's it's awesome so yeah you guys made it there you go cool five questions are done well thank you so much doug and matt again really cool conversation so thanks for hanging with us today um, and, and going back to that episode with us. Um, I'm excited to share what these next several weeks are going to be looking like down the road for us. A lot of good interviews will be coming down, down the road as we are in this summer season. Um, but even more importantly than that of what's upcoming, let's just talk about what's upcoming here for this coming weekend in Winchester and Frederick County. Uh, just a couple things happening on Saturday. First of all, I found this um, specific event fascinating. It's Winchester, Virginia Sports Card, Pokemon, and Collectibles Show. That's going to be happening at Millwood Station, the volunteer fire and rescue location there on Costello Drive in Winchester. I find it interesting because my nephew, who lives in in California, works at a a really reputable uh, trading card shop, and the amount of business that they do there is impressive. The amount of um, the, the values that go for some of those cards are interesting. I also find it interesting because I was just chatting with my 18-year-old who's going off to college, and we were reminiscing of all the good old days of all of his collectible items. 
and and how over the years it's just his collectibles have grown pokemon was one that he wanted to get into but just it, it was a lot of different things and i think for parents we just said okay you're done let's shut it down but pokemon is a huge thing as well so head to that um event admission is free it's between nine o'clock and three o'clock on saturday so check that out second event is a red white and boozed sampling event at shawnee springs market which is on um Sensony road they're going to be sampling a whole slew of different local vendors um some of them are, are ale works three notch brewing um the long drink is another one they've got two roads brewing so they're going to have a sampling of jarred goods with some salsa ham barbecue sauce things like that paired right here in frederick county along with a large array array of beer and wine sampling so check that out that's another free event on this coming Saturday, and you want to be there between two and six is when that's happening. So lots of good stuff. And finally, also on Saturday, we'll be hoping for good weather. There is the 10th annual Daylily Days. So it's a cheers to charity and digging Daylily's farm on Marple Road, 454 Marple Road, where they have a variety of over a thousand varieties of daylilies, and you get a chance to go pick them. And the event is free. They would love it if you donated $10 or even more um, to go for your daylily picking. And a portion of the proceeds are going to Watts, which is the Winchester Area Temporary Thermal Shelter. It's a great charity, a great organization in town. Um, There'll be music. There'll be food trucks. There'll be petting zoo. All kinds of things happening there uh, all day on Saturday on the 8th. So those are just a few of the things coming up. Um, Look to our social media pages to tell you more about what the upcoming interviews are going to be for Iconic Talk. Really excited about what's coming up. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Iconic Talk. We hope you learned something from today's episode and look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available, just like McCarthy and Akers. And more importantly, if you want to share some feedback with us, give us more questions, Um, We would love to hear from you. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your friends. Let them know that we can be found anywhere, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to our editor extraordinaire, Simeon Vitalia. And thanks to our social media queen, Liv Gordon. Until next time, think iconic. Iconic.